Hello and welcome to the 361 Degrees podcast. This is season five, episode two. My name's Ben from Wireless Worker. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. And I'm Rafe Blanford from the All About site. I was trying to informalise it this week, Rafe Blanford, but just by using my first name. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Rafe from the All About site. Much better. Hey, Rafe from All the All About Sites. This week, we are talking all about wearable mobile devices. Dot com. Dot com. Um, yes, kids, that's probably, probably, we should go and check to see if that's registered or not. Um, so, what do we mean, first of all, what do we mean by wearable devices? Oh, well, you see, I do actually think wearables, I can't get the the back to the future stuff where, where the, 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 the boots automatically or the trainers automatically zip up. That's what I think wearable tech wearable devices, but I suspect we are talking about watches. So you're McLeod fresh from the 1980s. For Bangles. Bangles. Bangles, Google Glass. Yes. Google, Google um, uh, woolly hats. Right. With speakers uh, embedded. Right. I'm making that one up. Okay. Um, jackets that have got solar panels in the back. Mm, maybe. It's a wearable tech, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Um, that Scotty vest, is that the one that's got the, the um, integrated head headphone stuff? Oh yeah, but really, I think we're talking about the, this next generation is all about discovery, right? It's all about um, personal information discovery. What did you call it? Wearable. What? No, quantified self. Oh, That's okay. It. So, uh, for for me, I've seen two ty- two types of um, two. I'm, I'm just doing the counting in my head. That's not a very good. With your fingers there. as well. With <laughs> my fingers. Uh, so I've seen t- I've seen two types of of wearable tech at the moment that stood out to me, and one was the watches which connect to your phone which give you a small screen notifications kind of it's an extension mm. of a mobile device and the other one is the like the jawbone up and the fitbit and the nike fuel band and come we things got one coming as well uh, yeah. yeah um and, and that's more kind of like a data capture device for then feeding information back into your smart device and I, the reason i was pausing was i was thinking well where does google glass fit into that but i think it's maybe Kind of a hybrid of the two, which is why I think it's right. So no, but you've also got health as well. Well, I, I'd almost divide it into um, you kind of data capture or um, activity trackers, and that can be you know the, the Fitbit type devices, but it could also be potentially Bluetooth heart monitors, smart trainers, uh, and smart clothing. And the kind of thing with those, they all will always need a device to connect to. And then there are a certain number of things that. Um, ideally do have a device to connect to but have some function on their own and smart watches I think fit into that category and obviously become smart once you connect them to something and Google Glass for me fits into that category albeit it's got more smarts on its own but for you know the data outside of Google Glass you know you're pairing it with an Android device for example. But isn't Glass a, a, an Android device in its own right that does sharing and things but it doesn't need to connect to a, a uh, a phone does it? it? It doesn't need to. Isn't that a phone stuck the, in your head? It, it needs for the it needs for the data connection, I believe. Right. Um, and I'd say the same about watches because a lot of them are actually some of them are based on Android, some of them are based on Windows CE mm-hmm. or some other embedded operating system, and they're justifiably devices on their own. You know, you can change the watch phase, do a certain amount of tracking with them but they only really become smart when you attach them to a, a device. And this is all done wirelessly. It's the idea of a personal area network, something that's been around for ages. Pan. Exactly. Um, you know, Bluetooth was the original thing of that, but had all kinds of power problems. And a lot of this is being enabled by a technology called 
uh, Bluetooth low power. It used to be Wi-Fi. It has various history. But basically, all you need to know is that rather than having to charge it every day, you can maybe charge it on a weekly basis. And it, so it, it, that's it, right. But Rafe Blanford has determined you don't need to know anything more about what a low power Wi-Fi. Or you, that, that is the sum total. He, he he's read all the books. Well, he's he's, he's self-censored. He's, I'm he's, sorry. He's, he's reviewed the material. And 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 don't trouble your pretty little heads with any more of that detail. It's all just about the power consumption. Well, that's, that, that's does, basically what it comes down. There, there are some more things in that, obviously. But don't but trouble you pretty little. this particular topic, Ben, I'm not sure we need to get into the nitty-gritty, but by all means, tell us all about low-power Bluetooth, Ben. Well, well, Rafe, to be honest, I think for me, it really is all about the battery life. To be but doesn't this... this the, um, so, yeah, the, the your wearable watch or whatever, your little Fitbit, might work perfectly fine for a week, yep. but your uh, top-of-the-range $800 smartphone will, when you connect it to your little Fitbit or your watch or whatever, uh, reduce its battery power down to one hour of continuous operation before it needs recharging well, on a given day. Well, clearly hasn't read the briefing on low-power Bluetooth. Clearly, yeah, well, I just, I, the low-power applies at I'm both I'm doing ends. what Smith did last week in saying, I don't believe in it. Well, I, and, and I don't... And actually, I... I don't believe in it. So I've got um, actually, I've, I've got, I'm wearing it now. I've got a, I've got a Fitbit on. Uh, Why have you got a Fitbit on? Well, I, actually, why did you buy it? Curiosity. So uh, I, I, I'm the sort of person who only really works well with with a target or something to aim for. And whenever I love the, the so much of, of of the apps and the things I use, it's about helping me measure or quantify or track my progress. So like the the um, I'm not. I don't really like people who who share everything on social media. You know, Ben just walked 500 meters to buy a pie from the shop. You know, and tweets <laughs> it out, or whatever. Apologies but, to anyone who does that. Ben's not talking about you. Ben I, has I, checked into the shop. Ex- ben yeah, has, ben, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, you know, sort of. I, I don't. I don't really like that. If you want to do that, that's fine. And and sometimes I look at. I, I sometimes I look at those things. I suppose Rafe, I shouldn't be quite so dismissive. Like if you've just run twenty miles, I'm genuinely impressed. And you know, well done. Yeah, but why do I need to know? Well, but that's a that's a sort of a social etiquette thing. But I, I appreciate that some people might view that as an achievement they want to share. I mean, right. I've I've shared a picture of a funny looking dog once. I mean, that wasn't any more interesting or engaging. It just made me. It was a, a novelty, you know. But. Uh, so I wanted to I wanted to know well how much activity am I doing how much more if I try a little bit how much more does it rack up to you know mm. how much harder do I need to to try to walk a bit more or to do a bit more exercise or that kind of stuff so and and the reason I think it's a good technology is it's completely passive I clip it on it does its job it tracks away it tells me some information and I can observe any lifestyle choices I choose to make, I can just observe their impact right. and it helps me know, like if I go out running for every every day for a month, I'll begin to feel fitter and I'll see, you know, that. Yeah. But, but actually what I need is encouragement on day three that I'm on track or I need to work harder. And I don't so want to wait for it to manifest itself. How many steps you done then? Uh, yesterday was a, yesterday was a, a good one actually. I walked from I walked for loads. I did sort of fifteen, sixteen thousand steps. I think, okay. but that was a pretty exceptional one. Is that I, day three? No, no, that was about day five or, or okay. six. But actually, I've had some terrible days, which have been very low. But the point is that it's given me a kick up the backside the next day to go and do something about it. So it's a continuous feedback loop. Interesting. Lo- love that. Don't I don't think though that. The, uh, those I, th- I can see working. I don't really believe in like uh, smart watches, for example. Uh, I, I'm curious while we're on the subject of the Fitbit, Ben, should I be counselling my friend request you on Fitbit? Because one of the things that they do is apply this 
I can't believe I'm going to use this word, so I apologise in advance, gamification, in that they Nick add... Because Blanford doesn't of, play games. Uh, they add their own social network, and you yeah. can add your friends and then compare your performance with them. Would that be a, a motivation tool? Because you're not sharing it onto Twitter and Facebook, yeah. and I'd agree with you, don't want to do that. But I've got a Fitbit too. Um, I've done 3,747 steps today, which isn't very good. Like Ben, yesterday was much more impressive, honest. <laughs> but then if I look on, on the uh, app here I've got on my Lumia 925, I can see both the activity, but there's actually a friend section which will show my performance against other people. And personally, that can be a bit of a motivation. Because I've got uh, Andy Hagen, who's one of the listeners to this podcast. Hello, Andy. And uh, Yo, Andy. I know he walks to work every day. So that's a total cheat, Andy. You shouldn't be counting those. Right. I think, I think well, he's why, why aren't you, always beating me. Why don't you walk to work? Well, I do walk to work, but I think my uh, yeah, steps are considerably less. Well, but I do go up more staircases than yeah. he does. You not go round the block or something. But I, I don't mind. So I don't mind that kind of gamification. So, for example, um, you know, real world story. Friend of mine, Matt, is uh, signed up to do a big charity uh, sail uh, sailboat race, right. you know, and he to to do that he's been getting fit and i mean he the kind of fit i mean literally fit. he's like lost five stone and he's still going i mean this is like proper life-changing stuff wow. and watching him you know tell me or tweet about like you know oh, i've gone out i've done a bike ride i'm i'm going out to do some this. i mean that is that's a, that's a positive thing because he's my friend. I care that he's making a lifestyle choice and actually him doing it inspires me to think that I could try does a bit it, harder. Does it inspire you? Well, first, first of all, you know, you, go through, you, you go through that station what I get and then, you know, but uh, overall I don't mind. So actually... The social, I'm going to buy a Fitbit. The, 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 social, the, the, the social layer on there, I don't mind. But this the point is it's all about enhancing and, in, and making my experience better. And... So here, I believe, I can see how it's making it better because it's capturing data that I couldn't capture any other way. Nice, tiny little device. If you haven't seen one, it's probably, I'm trying to think, well, it's the size of a key fob, I would USB, say. USB I mean, stick. essentially, yeah. this is pedometer 2.0. Um, and what we now need is yeah. to have a 361 comparison. So you need to get one of those. Right, like, how much are these things? About 60 quid. Yeah. Okay, um, I just Amazon so, it right now. I think this one was seventy quid is the new one, but a hundred dollars or so. Oh, you've got a new one, have you? Well, yeah. you yeah, who's got the best got one? The, the smart model that's got low power Bluetooth built into it. Mine's got an old fashioned one, so it'll only sync when I go up to a, a, my computer. Whereas that will sync through an iPhone. Why have you got a rubbish well, one? Well, bring it onto mobile and the kind of link. <laughs> Squish you, you back to the topic. Have you actually used your iPhone? To look at the data, or are you only doing it through the web? Actually, I started off. I started off syncing it with my computer, but actually, I found that uh, it's one of those. It's one of those doing something productive in my downtime things. So, if I'm sitting on a train, or if I've got some time when I'm travelling, um, I, I sync it. I sync it then. So, actually, I've switched over to completely using it as an accessory to my mobile, which I think is really interesting because I think that's what the future is for these wearable stuff. It makes far more sense doing it with a smartphone or a tablet than you know, with anything else. And that's yeah. why the time of wearable tech seems to me to have arrived now. And I was really gutted because obviously it, one of the, it, it tracks how many steps you take and a, a number of other things. And you can also type in activities if you've done exercise, but it tracks how many flights of stairs you've gone up. And I was really hoping that... How that, does it know that? 
I, I assume it, it just oh, out your height. Through a little bit. Right, yeah. Well, I was hoping it, it, it was genuine, exclusively based on an altimeter because I, I went on a plane this week twice in one day. I flew, flew to Germany and back in the same day, and I was thinking, well, I've gone up 35,000 feet and down 35,000 feet twice. That's loads of steps. I must have done like. You're not switched of off. No, I'd have to. You're not, 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 not to switch that I'm off. encouraging people to cheat with Fitbit, but I can tell you if you go on the London Underground and if you step back a few steps as you're going up, it will think that you're actually walking up them and it will therefore give you those steps. If you do it in a plane though, you're going up too fast, or if you're in a lift, it can differentiate between uh, okay, the two. Okay, because it didn't, it didn't confuse my flying. Yeah, but there's all the people who are thinking, right, okay, go on then. Because uh, be, our two listeners will be doing this, right? Yeah. Because they profiled us to be smart people with disposable income. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the Amazon app right now. I searched just Fitbit. I've got Fitbit Flex Wireless Activity Tracker and Sleep Wristband. Yep. That's the one. Is it? No. No. The fl- so there's this. Well, we certainly don't get into consumer advice, but there's the, there's the flex and there's the one. I think. And what's the best one? Uh, I I well I have the one because it has a nice uh, screen. It's an ultra wireless activity plus sleep tracking. And I've got the ultra because it's the older model. Yeah. So they they all do they all do sleep tracking, but I I, I recommend the one because it's got a screen on it, whereas the ultra, whereas the flex just has some. Uh, some sort of icons. Yeah, and and it, goes, it goes around your band as opposed nine, to sitting in your pocket. That's right. Yeah, seventy nine pound fifty. But but they're they're all they're all broadly the same. But like the, I say, Ewan's living the mobile well, dream. They're doing mobile shopping while recording the podcast. I think yeah, that's dedication. Incidentally, did some more mobile flight bookings the other day. Uh, emergency travel. Yep, five hundred quid's worth of flights booked through my booked through on my iPhone. Tellingly, you know, we last week we talked about how the refinement of um, uh, devices enables different experiences. Started off to try and do it via the BlackBerry, just a complete, you know, too slow and, and too much clicking around and screen zooming over to the iPhone. Just in, a, you know, not a significant difference. Just that much more confidence inspiring when you're spending that much money. Yeah. Sat in a shopping centre, did it while my wife went shopping. So we quite like Fitbit and activity trackers, and there are alternatives. We mentioned yeah. Nike Fuel Band. They've actually come up with their kind of own unique point system. I prefer the Fitbit approach, which is sort of more comparable to other pedometers. But there are, you know, you mentioned the Jawbone Up as well, and there's quite a few other companies working in this area. Should we just talk about smartwatches? You said, Ben, yeah. you don't like the idea of smartwatches. Why? It's not that I, it's not that I don't like the idea of a smartwatch. So if somebody makes a, if somebody makes a digital watch with some useful software or something on it, then fine. But what I don't like is the. Uh, is the idea of this wearable computer piece, which is effectively the extension of my my smartphone to read and review material and things, and not because not because it doesn't work well, but I just don't think you you need it. Um, I, I have my I've now have learned to have my smartphone in my pocket all the time. I carry it with me everywhere. It's to the point where, much like a watch or or a wallet or something, you almost feel naked without having it on you. You mm. know, it, it's part of the learned behaviour. I don't need notifications for my wrist rather than my pocket. I don't need to check, you know, the detail. I mean, literally the only thing I can think of is that I might like it if my watch changed time zones when my phone automatically changed time zones when I travel. Right. But, I mean, we're talking about real minimal novelty kind of factors here and 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 also for me i mean i, I don't we, we we sometimes get accused of being a bit snobby here when we talk about the high value devices for me 
Who's what, accusing us? Well, you, you when you when you were banging on about when you were banging on about wanting a, the phone a phone Best that no one else had, exactly. Yeah. Um, for me, <laughs> a, a watch a watch is a a, 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 a choice of a, a style, a brand, status a status symbol. Um, it's 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 something more personal. Why are you bothering wearing a watch? Well, precisely Isn't that the stupidest okay, thing. Can we just precisely. do a quick survey here? Are you wearing a watch? No watch. I'm not wearing the watch either, and I haven't for the last on. couple of years. And I'm, yeah, I, why, do we, why do you need a watch? And I'm wearing an Amiga Seamaster, which I thoroughly recommend to everyone. It is a thing of beauty. I love it. And if you want to give Ben commission, you can go to buybensmith.com. Did you buy that because of Casino Royale? No. Why did you buy an Amiga? Uh, I just like the way it looks. Yeah, but... So, switching back to smartwatches rather than the general watch podcast, uh, I think... Ben is maybe being a little too negative on smartwatches here because I quite like the idea of having a notification system that doesn't involve me taking the phone out of my pocket to see it. But for me, it's actually more about being a second screen experience. And so just being able to glance at that's a text message from person Y. I can ignore that. That's an email from person X. I really need to look at that. Particularly if you can then combine it in with the activity trackers that we're talking about. So if I could have a smartwatch that did... Fitbit functionality, Waterproof. and then also was basically just showing incoming that, calls and things like that. I'd be interested in that. But the big hit against it for me is that they're just too big at the moment. Um, and, you know, I like when I did wear a watch, I had a slimline one. I don't want something big on my wrist. It's partly because I've got, you know, relatively small wrists. Rafe has very delicate feminine hands. Thank you, Ben. Um, and so at the moment, the, the technology just isn't there. And there is definitely that, you know, I wouldn't want to have to recharge it overnight. But, but, but I suppose all of the things, when you were talking, all of the things that you were talking about, I was thinking, oh, yeah, actually, that sounds nice, that sounds nice, that sounds nice. But do you want to, if, so the, the, Ewan and I are the opposite ends of the use case. Would Ewan start to wear a watch in order to receive the benefits of those notifications? Or would I forgo the piece of, let's let's be blunt about it, jewellery, effectively, that, you know, it was a gift, it's a, it's a thing, it's, I have a sentimental attachment to it. Um, and many people... You know, have many people who wear a watch have, have you know, chosen it because it's a, it tends to be like an analog or something. Well, you've chosen it because of you know, the style it says or it says something about you. Would you forego that 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 expression of, of sort of you know uh, personal style in favour of wearing a, a digital device to give you some utility? I don't think you can necessarily say one or the other, but there is a problem that smartwatches now are sort of geek toys. They're not you know design pieces you're starting to see some companies think about that. And there's some uh, projects I've seen on Kickstarter, which are actually joint ventures between people working on embedded systems, which is effectively what these smartwatches are, and people who design watches for a living. And I think that then starts to get quite interesting. But so far, smartwatches have been all about the smart bit, not enough about the watch part. I mean, I, I would be far more interested in in innovative notifications from my smartphone that use different tones or, or or indicator lights or you know it's kind of thought more carefully about sharing information with me non-visually than i would about wearing another device strapped around my wrist do you think there's a uh, an argument to, to be said we don't know what the <clears throat> the pairing is capable of i think that's in true. that we need to actually wait and see because i at the minute it doesn't appeal to me but i my mind is open to say, show me, yeah, show me what could be done. I, th I think it oft often with new technology, I'm very excited because I, I, I can see all of the opportunities and I'm just waiting for the technology to mature to the point where I can have it. So, you know, so I can have, when we were having 
you know, a ca- camera, ca- camera, camera, facing your, your camera. Prime example, you know, now I, I genuinely will go on holiday just with a smartphone because I can take good enough pictures on and my wouldn't phone. Wouldn't it be great if you can upload those pictures real time? Yes. Wouldn't it be great exactly. if you could actually have yeah. them coded to your location? And, and yeah. I, I don't buy I don't buy any sat navs for my car anymore because all I do is buy a cradle to hold my so phone. So you can, you can see a path for where that's been going. And, and more importantly, I was excited the fact I had this unified device. I could see these yeah. things. I mean, I, I was teasing Rafe about low power Bluetooth, but very excited about the idea of a of a of a low power network that does work locally because that's I can see all the things that could enable. But I look at smart watches and I look at what they're promising. I mean, actually, a little bit like I'm quite negative about mobile payments. I don't see, you know, it's an area where people say, oh, it's going to be great, it's going to be great. But none of the things that are being laid out seems very appealing to me at the moment. So but, so the one thing I would say, though, is I would look to a firm like Apple, for example, yes. that, you know, there's some talk of them bringing out a smartwatch. And whilst I know Samsung and is it Asus or Asus? Sony just done one as well. Well, Sony have done one, although it's already being discounted as a bit of a train wreck. But, mm. um, but firms like that, there are one or two firms out there that I would trust to to maybe see, you know, kind of opportunities that are not blazingly obvious. But, I mean, they're going to have to really surprise me with the things it can do because if, t- if it tells the time, does notifications, lets me read my email and runs out of battery after three days... No thanks. Yeah. However, however beautiful it might be, you know, as a as a piece of Apple design or a, you know HTC ones, you know, quality. Is it a step too far? Do you think for the mainstream? No, I think Ben's right. There is this undiscovered country element to the future of wearable in general and smartwatches in particular, and the ones that you see working really well, just as in any other new technology around quite specific use cases. So people got quite excited that RunKeeper was doing an app for the Pebble smartwatch. Why were they excited about that? Because it replaced a traditional kind of GPS watch that a lot of runners right. use to keep track. And quite a specific use case, but you can see just as with, you know, things like... Yeah, that's Bluetooth why I'm buying NFC, that one, really, yeah. You know, it tended to be quite a special use case and then broaden out. I think the same could happen. I mean, I personally am a, a fan of the idea of having stuff that's on your phone being represented elsewhere on other screens and it's not just smartwatches. i'd like the idea of coming down in the morning and seeing a screen on my fridge or on the tv and that can be about notifications calendars but it could be about content to be honest rafe i can pop around your house with a bucket of super glue and an ipad and i can give you a screen well, on your fridge in you know uh, you're right you can but it doesn't work at the moment because the bits to tie it all together mm. aren't there and it's the yeah. idea of you know the th- three screens we talk about with you know, TV, computer, tablet, mobile phone. None of that really works yet because the experience is just frankly horrific. Mm. But it's pretty easy to see where that's going. And I think smartwatch as the thing you don't have to get out of your pocket has potential. But I do agree with Ben, it's not there yet. And so I, you know, it's two things for me. It's that experience, but also it needs to become better designed, lighter weight. So let's talk about Google Glass then because it... it for me, that's a device. Yeah, better set up for this one. That's a device almost in its own category. Yeah. There's some other people doing life logging cameras, but but Google Glass is kind of you know the next thing and beyond. And and you know watches could be interesting, but you know I'm not sure. And I, I really like life loggers. I can see that they could become you know much much more discreet, and they could even fit on watches. You know, no yeah. problem strapping a little life logger or a phone. Oh. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm no, I mean, I, I'm looking at my watch now, thinking I could just slide a little device between me and the watch or something. You know, it could stra- attach to the strap. But yeah. but glasses, that's a major intrusive bit of kit at the moment. And I'm not I'm not one of, I'm not one of these people who is 
screaming abdabs about privacy. You know, I mean, I, I want some privacy, but also I understand that free services and things you you give up a certain extent, and you I think you you can overvalue. You know, you can overvalue the value of your personal information sometimes. Yeah. But I don't. I do not. I do not want to wear Google glasses or anyone else's, and I will not talk to you or interact with you if you're wearing them. So, so Ben's got quite a solid view there. Yeah. And um, what, what do you make of Google Glass? I mean, I guess the question: Would you wear one, and would you interact with someone? I, I, I understand where you're coming from, Ben. I, I don't know. I've a natural inclination to try I want to use and experiment with it uh, I do think you would for a very long time feel a bit of an idiot um, uh, you know, the thing is that I think there's no a bit you, it, are, you do look like an idiot but it, wearing it's, one. it's so selfish though because think about right let's say you you go out and you spend you know two thousand dollars or whatever yeah. on glass and you wear it and it it's notifying you it's dead handy you're remembering stuff you're recording it it's telling you the way i mean all you're living the the google glass dream but you're also recording me and taking pictures of me in the pub and uh your your um, that's helping me remember no it's help it's absolutely helping you remember but then when i when I say something wrong in a meeting, let's say, or I make a mistake, or I tell you some piece of bad information, whereas that would be just lost in the mist of time or whatever, all of a sudden... Fact check. I, I I've, I've got, got my mis- hand on my ear here. Fact check. Ben Smith. Friday, blah, blah, blah. But, I, but, I think you've got a misconception. Yes, I think you're wrong, actually, Ben. You were wrong, and you are wrong. But, you know, it isn't recording all the time. Just like a smartphone, you have to make a decision to take a picture. Be, yeah. it, it could be, yeah. but then so could your smartphone. So but, I don't actually think what Glass does is any different to, you know, what a smartphone can do. The difference is, you know, it looks a pain in the neck and trying to view through a prism on your eye. And we should at this point say we're talking about Google Glass in a knowledgeable way. None of us have actually worn it. No. Um, so I think the but, interesting point about Glass I gave is, mine back. It, you're right about all the things you're saying yeah. there. But I think that can be got over because I think, it's the way it's used. But I think that at the moment, uh, we, we've never addressed, well, certainly in, in, in Western Europe, uh, and, and I presume more widely, we've never addressed that, the etiquette issue of, is it okay to take a picture of you? Is it okay to record you? For example, if we, if we were having a meeting... There's never been an issue. Well, but if we were having a meeting and I just plonked down um, a, an audio recorder in front of Rafe and said... Right, we're going to have the meeting now. And by the way, I'm recording this. It, I'm probably just recording it so that I can transcribe some notes afterwards. It, there could be an entirely you know, innocent reason why I'm recording it. But on the occasions I've been in meetings where people are taking a formal note with an audio recording, people are very guarded. People are very aware that everything they're being say, everything they're saying, is being committed permanently. There's no casual chit chat, or there's no. Um, exploration of ideas or, or, or kind of relax it, it, and, and the point the problem is not that not that that issue exists or is unique to glass but the, the point is that it's obscuring the fact that that's taking place you know that we've now got to the point where the technology it will be effectively the same as me wearing a, a hidden wire or a hidden camera well it's not hidden I can see it well but, I see but, wearing it. but you I don't know and this is why I would, mm. wouldn't interact it's not not as, as Rafe says you know you're not recording me all the time 
But at any point, you can touch your head or scratch or you can quickly take, take a shortcut, a take a picture, or you can go back and say, right, save the last 30 seconds of audio. I mean, I, I don't think that's a current no, feature, but there's already... You'll be hacked a, well, to allow that. But there's, there's, iPhone app, there's iPhone recording apps that record continuously in the background now, and then you choose to save the last five minutes of audio as a, as a note. See, I, I don't think that Glass does anything different to the smartphone in that respect, but I do agree with you there is a a societal impact and this is the problem that glass is going to have and it will apply to all of these kind of head-up displays and you used the word intrusive earlier on and i think that's the perfect word for glass and it doesn't really matter what it actually does it's the perception and i would say it's very similar uh to having a loud conversation in a train carriage or putting a phone on a table at a restaurant and having it ring or you're in the cinema and your phone ring everyone looks at you and goes no don't do it and so I think that societal barrier to overcome is going to be really tricky, and I don't see a way it happening. Well, there's the there's the etiquette around how you interact with it, but there's also that I, I mean, for me, and uh, and that grates a little bit, yeah. you know, from when I've seen videos that you being used. But my, to be clear, my objection is all around the 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 intrusiveness to to me, because if Ewan's wearing glass, I haven't given him permission to take a picture of me, haven't given him permission to record me, I haven't given him permission to do anything sort of that um, records my identity or where mm. I've been. And is it the subtle nature of glass, the fact that it's kind of always there and you kind of forget about it, whereas well, it if I pick up on. a phone and go like that, it's well, very uh, obvious what uh, I'm uh, doing. Precisely, yeah. if, if, you walked around, if you walked around holding your phone like you were videoing all the time, you know, you see people sometimes taking a video or taking yeah. a picture, you know that they're doing that and, and it's nothing to do with the technology, it's just the thing they have to hold it up in front of their face. And if you walked around in a meeting or in any of our conversations, mm. you know, and sometimes we talk about work things or personal life things and they're private and they're, because we're friends, we have a private conversation, it's understood that we're private. And during those conversations, I don't expect to see you pull out a phone and record me saying things. Yeah. But if you had the phone strapped to your head all the time and I wasn't sure, then actually, as friends, I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't abuse, you know, that privacy but what happens? You feel uncomfortable. Well, but what happens? It? What happens in a business meeting yeah. where somebody's wearing it? I don't know them, but but the, you know, sensitive information is about to be disclosed. Do, do what about it, what about when um, people are um, you know using using it uh, in in the street or, or, or around yeah. about, and we, we match it with face tagging and those kinds of things? You know, it's all it's already uh, questionable whether or not face tagging of pictures pa- taken in a public place is a desirable thing to do. But when you then aggregate. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of lots of images, and it's not because it's stuck to their face; it's because of the way you're enabled to use it now, which is surreptitiously. So Do you think I, there's I, a problem I, with how they've actually designed it? Would you prefer it to be two glasses, you know, like sort of like a, like a pair of glasses? Well, I mean, or there, do you think there it's is better a, that they haven't done that, so it's quite clear that you're using Google Glass. That that can change every time, and I don't think that makes the problem go away. And there is a red light on it when it's taking a picture. I if think it's it, not been, I hacked. think a, a lot of the danger is actually the perception of it rather than actuality. Mm. And it's like a lot of technologies. Yeah, what I have think you got to hide, People get used to it after a while and you be, you know, you become aware that this is the sort of thing that could go on. I mean, if you're out in public now in London and you're in the ring of steel, you will be on closed-circuit television. Yeah. Um, now, that's a, a different element to, to personal use, obviously, but this kind of perception of privacy is a, a tricky one. But it, it's I also think, interpersonal privacy. It's interpersonal, it's, not, it's very different. Yeah. But I think you can also flip the coin the other way and say people wearing glass, there are always going to be extroverts who are quite happy to do that kind of thing. 
But equally well, I think there's a certain amount of self-consciousness in wearing a device like that that is beyond any other kind of personal technology that I well, can think of. What about um, thingy dongles, Bluetooth dongles? Well, Bluetooth dongles are actually a good example. Yeah, people are sure that people won't really actually use Google Glass. That, but you people are quite self-conscious using uh, Bluetooth dongles. Yeah. I have one and I use it, but I actually use it in the privacy of an office just because I want some extra clarity on a call and want to be able to walk around rather than having to hold a phone up to my ear. I'm not sure I'd be terribly happy using one in public. I mean, I would have an aversion to having a private phone call in a public transport or if it was at all avoidable. I mean, sometimes you can't help it. I think it's, the, I think it's also the, the suggestion, because Google Glass has been tied to life logging taking pictures it's tied into google tied into google it's plus so. and, and you know you're it, it's intended to be part of the social experience i think that that's the the piece that kind of has causes me concern if we were talking about a device that was a heads up display that gave me notifications for your iphone yeah. give well no but gave me augmented reality overlay right. I mean, i'm a glass i wear you know, regular glasses to correct my eyesight. I'm familiar with looking through something to enhance my experience of the world. Um, I, I wouldn't. I'm not sure I would choose to wear it, but I could understand a bit like um, a bit like you know smartwatches that some people may may choose to. It's the it's the data capture piece, and 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 Rafe's nailed it completely. Which is it's it's not that any of that is any any different risk to what's to, what's out there now, but it's that sense of. There's something between us, yeah. you know, when when we're having the conversation, and that could, after the fact, be used to record me or to, you know, negate that. You know, privacy. I, those I, cultural I, norms are incredibly well, difficult. Norm, think about Facebook. Look at how the youngsters of yeah. today are using Facebook. In that, this is is almost a continuous experience for a lot of people. And when I saw the initial Google Glass pitch video, where there's a guy, I think they're about to go on stage, or they're about to go and run and jump or do something. Yeah, that and they were sharing that experience. Yeah, he, the guy was tapping, doing a little video on his thing uh, to his friends. That's what everyone is doing, or a lot of people, a significant amount of people, are doing this already poorly via Facebook. They're having to type it now. If they can actually do it via Google Glass, and bear in yeah, be clear, people are this is this is norm for a lot of people. I, I think that's an important point. You know, cultural norms do shift. Like, and you like, think about the way like, social media, you know, changes. Instagram and Facebook and that, you know, has like. changed from, you know, phone calls or, well, it's letter writing and then the phone and yeah. now we're talking about mobile communication. And, you know, I do tend to think that that kind of activity will become more accepted. Um, where I think there may be more problems is just, as Ben said, it is this sense of something be be between you. And it actually you gets to the point... already? I mean, how, if you take the, photo, take the photo away from it, take the, the image capture away from it, We've already got this problem. Look, yes, at the glued I, to Facebook. I, I think we already have this problem. This was the point I was going to. There is something between well, but, but us. The, but the, the, the issue is though that um, just be, because of the because of the devices aren't mature enough. So because right. of the early stage of the technology, it's very it's relatively tricky for you to take a picture or a recording of me. That, is this your only problem with it? And share it sort of against my will. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, the, the issue. So and the issue I have is you think that memento life logging camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes a picture every five seconds continuously and creates a, a brilliantly convenient for you. But you know, kind of, you wouldn't 
you wouldn't continuously take pictures of me without my permission. It's just, it's rude and it's intrusive. And, and you know, in, in some respects, you don't need to offer any more objection to that. You know, it's just not appropriate. That, but, you, but you interpret it as rude. Whereas I, I wonder how... I think teenagers different, well, teenagers are, or, 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 you know, the 20 to 30-year-olds I mean, are actually... The, the ones who are using... Blandford, what, what age are you? I, I, he's just... It's implied that Ben is over 40 and stayed and stuck in the mud. I think well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm implying that we're not stuff. within the 20 to 30 bracket. No, sadly, sadly that, that ship has sailed some time ago. Right. Um, I, but yeah. they are... Facebook is it. Yes, but and, you know, they're often. I, th- I think. For a, I mean, how permanent? I mean, I actually. For a lot of people, this is this think, is reality. You don't actually. You'll go out. You'll do something so that you can talk about the fact. You're, so you can you can live it. Absolutely, you're, and I th- I think that will change, and I agree with that. But, but I, I, I part think, of the problem I have with glass as well is that it doesn't make it that much more convenient than doing it on my phone, and I actually have to wear something, and it's one more thing to mm. charge and go wrong. Um, and I'm not sure there's that much utility in it, and. I actually think what Ben was saying, the heads-up display element of it, if you're already wearing glasses, yeah. is arguably more useful. Yeah. I mean, but to, to take your example, though, Ewan, I have no objection about going out to an amazing concert and mm-hmm. record sharing that concert with my friends, either so that they can enjoy a part of it with me or I can boast that I've gone or just record it for, yeah. for senti- sentimental reasons. But the point is that that's a, that's a, a reg- genuinely shareable thing. And so, fine, go, take your Google, Google Glasses, record the social event that you're going to, yeah. but don't come into a meeting and introduce microphones and recording devices into a place where people are going to express opinions and expect privacy. Don't introduce microphones and recording devices into our personal conversations where we move from trusting because neither of us are of being overtly untrustworthy mm. to to actually genuinely needing to assume that everybody is covered in, in recording equipment. But I, I wonder if we're not that... Fu- well, we aren't. I think we don't like that. But I, I, the other generations, I don't think that that's so much of a problem but for them. I, 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 you do look at, I mean, you've got a point here, the way that younger people use Facebook and the amount that gets well, shared. Let's but, just but, let's but, take I, a I scenario of think, 10 of them going yeah. to your concert you're talking about. But, no, but you're, you're, I think you're misunderstanding because pe- uh, do, do young people share more and are prepared to give away more of their data? Yes, they I just are. don't think. I think they have a different value structure. They, they they do, but I think that that's to misunderstand the point I'm making, which is if you said to a young person, "Can I continually can your, take? Can I continually you? record you?" Uh, and and you know because actually you know teenage the reason teenagers adopted BBM and you know sort of a, a moving off Facebook point. and things like that is because they value their privacy. They will share with their friends and they may even overshare publicly, but they don't want to be intruded upon. They don't want their fledgling relationships to be recorded and shared before they're ready to talk about them. They don't want their their life experiences to be to be documented. You know, uh, you're, you're growing up, and and so you know. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, and I, I think I'm not misunderstanding yeah. it. I'm just looking at it from a completely yeah. radical point of view. But, but I, does that beg the question that actually it then becomes about the etiquette of usage? And I, don't, you know, to a large extent, I don't feel that Google Glass and that wearable computer in general is any different to any other technology in that it has the potential for enormous abuse. And one of the things there's almost this sense of being scared of what's to come. And, you know, I think that can apply to Google Glass. And you're absolutely right. If people wore it into a, a confidential meeting, you'd be horrified. Yeah. Do you think but, these will be nailed from the start, by the way? Uh, 
you know, big companies just say absolutely well, no I, flipping I, I, way. Absolutely. You? And, and, and I that, think that's going to be an issue. And that's the problem is that life logging and, and Google Glass is a, is a constant experience. You know, to, the, the moment you say, I'll take them off when I go into meetings, it's, you know, uh, it, it's not a consistent experience and therefore it won't fly because it has to be has and to be there all the time or not all the stuff we hear yeah. about coffee shops in, in San Francisco saying they're banned because right. I, now yeah. I'm on your side Ben if I'm serving coffee to someone last thing I want is this guy to keep on walking in and staring at me intently for 10 minutes because he's busy taking photographs of me uh, and I think that's the point about glass that because Where it's I am a blonde, wearable hot young woman. all the time right. you, you know Ben and I wear glasses and we wear glasses yeah. all the time and that kind of wearable experience is very different to a Fitbit that's sitting in a pocket or even a smartwatch on your watch. And that's, I think, where the problem comes in. I think actually it's really interesting technology that has a great deal of potential. But it, the always-on nature of it is the problem because that's very hard to put a set of etiquette rules in because without putting a big button or flag on it saying, I'm off at the moment, which obviously isn't really practical, I can't see how it would become accepted by the general also, public. Think, think about how people use their mobile phones in social exactly. settings. If you go into a, a meeting or you look into a restaurant or something, quite a lot of the time people will be using their phones. And, and These are people with money you're talking about, wealthy people with money. Well, not, not just wealthy people no. with money, in, in, in any environment. But what well, I'm talking I'm, about I'm is... Looking, the teenagers that I see around the place are all glued to the phones. Well, exactly, but, but what, they what are, I mean is that physically... there will be times when they go, it's time to put the phone away, it lives in your pocket... And well, it I don't, I don't know. It looks to me to be very, time. very, and almost intrinsically related to your experience of that yeah. meal that day, that evening. Is, but, but is I, your, you, your phone is out all the time. Okay, but I, I'm talking more about the, the etiquette piece now again, yeah. which is, you know, you go to dinner and you're sitting around a table and you're a bit bored. I mean, we've all, or a meeting, let's say. You've all done it. We've all sat there and quickly checked our email yeah. in a meeting. And you know you shouldn't. You know it's rude. You know, you know that Bring it's... You need an iPad for and, I'm making notes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you know you shouldn't, <laughs> but you do, and it happens all the time. And that's because, basically, when you put the opportunity in front of people, the, the social kind of pressure not to just gradually gets eroded to the point where I've been in meetings where the person talking is the only one not fiddling with their phone, yeah. and the, the whole experience is destroyed. And so if you put recording and note-taking devices, you know, sort of life-logging yeah. equipment of people's, it will only be a matter of time before either... They don't wear them at all because they're completely unacceptable, yeah. or the other way, which is they just you assume they're on all the time. Just or we like get you, better quality meetings. Or just you, like you assume that you you know kind of everyone fiddling with their phone yeah. is reading their email. Uh, and it's this difference between continuous attention, which you have with glass, and the partial attention which you have with phones. It, there is a very obvious point at which it's no longer being used, and it's basically when you stop interacting with it. With glass, admittedly, there is you have to speak commands at the moment or you have to press one of the buttons on the side. So actually, I think there's less of a problem with glass than most people think at the moment. Mm. And Ben's been doing a job, good job Ray of Flanford. scaremongering a little bit. But it's quite clear where that technology will go and all these problems will arise because this is the way people will perceive them and will talk about them. And it, it's this etiquette issue that I don't see an easy solution to. And that's basically because of the way they're designed, their very nature is going to be make it much more difficult for them to become a cultural norm in the same way that mobile phones have. And even mobile phones now, there are quite strict rules about when it is polite to use one, when it's not. And you know, we mentioned the cinema meetings, but there are plenty of others, and they've taken quite a while to develop. Right. Look, can we? Uh, I'd like to bring some closure here by asking you the following question: um, Do you think we should be the, the market should be looking at 
heads-up display technology. So just like we're talking about a, a watch that would surface information from your phone, would you like to actually have some information, read-only, so no capture, but read-only read information presented on the lenses of your, your respective glasses? I would be I would be more interested in that, but the, I think the point I would make is that we're now at the point where the technology is so advanced that we don't need to talk about it. It can do, it can put information in incredible places without us needing to consider the device or the physics behind it. So what we should be talking about is how much information do you put between me and you during a conversation? How much overlay? How many flashing lights should there be in my glasses that are distracting me from paying attention to you? Or augmenting the whole experience. Or, or augmenting the whole experience. But we only need to talk about how it improves or degrades the experience or the conversation or the relationship I'm having. We don't need to talk about you know the 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 Is device, and and that's yeah. one of the reasons I'm turned off Google Glasses. It's right. all about how clever we've strapped a computer to your glasses, and it's not about we've thoughtfully designed the way to interact with it. Yeah, you're you're right, Ben. It's about the experience. Personally, yes, heads-up display technology sounds interesting to me. But as I said uh, earlier, actually, information on any screens around me and the potential in terms of getting um, tired eyes with heads-up display is quite bad. But the fact that stuff is trapped on my phone at the moment is mm. not a good thing. I'd like to see it elsewhere. And heads-up display would just be one en element of that for me. Uh, and I don't see it as a kind of a primary input mechanism. You know, the whole point about wearable computing is you can start to distribute some of the sensors and the outputs from your phone around your person or in the car or in the home and have them interact intelligently in ways you don't have to think about it. And the information that you're looking at, as Ben says, about enhancing your life, enhancing your experience, just appears wherever it's most convenient. Setting up the rules and the experience to do that is going to be the difficult bit, not the actual, you know, getting it into those places. And that's that's why I think wearables will be, wearable uh, consumption devices should be, you know, kind of experience-led rather than the technology, which is we're still all distracted about, you know, the cameras and the microphones and the cleverness. Anyways, uh, that's a controversial one. Uh, look at me being the most conservative person around the table. Um, I think th this would be really interesting to hear opinions if you've been listening to this and agreeing with me because I'm incredibly right or disagreeing with me because you're wrong. And um, you've actually worn Google Glass if yourself. You, if, you've <laughs> any, if you have any degree more experience than anyone around this, around this table, we'd be uh, delighted to hear from you. Please comment wherever you read this. You can follow us at 361podcast. You can subscribe rss361podcast.com. You can follow us on SoundCloud and you can also read us on Wireless Worker, Mobile Industry Review and the All About Sites. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Much nodding doesn't work well on audio. Oh, sorry. I, I, all right. Thank you. Uh, we, and, we will be Lots back, of love. and we will be back next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>